Friends, our second lesson is from the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians, verses 10 through 17. Listen as the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand therefore and fasten the belt of truth around your waist and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, Put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, it is my prayer that you would take anything human away and that we would be left with words that are of you. May each of us here leave this day with even one small part of your voice speaking to us. Speak, Lord, for we, your people, we are trying so very hard to listen. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Seminary is a three-year program, and in my second year of seminary, I worked a year-long internship at a local church. And so that meant that fall, I had to go buy the robe, the black robe, right? Remember that I had never seen a female minister. I'd never seen a woman in the robe, in the pulpit. And so I go to buy this robe, and I have like a panic attack, and I start crying in the middle of the store. And so I call Brian. (laughs) And I don't remember exactly what was said, but I just know I was crying really hard, and all I could think is, I'm really doing this. I'm really doing this. It meant something to me to wear this robe, who I was going to be in the world and how I was going to serve God. And it just all seemed very, very real. And so I had my little crying break in the corner and then I bought the robe. What I know now is that it became very real for me, my commitment to Jesus Christ in my baptism. I was probably eight or nine, and I was baptized in a creek in western North Carolina. I was 
held under that water by my grandparents' minister and pulled back up again. And in my baptism, whether I knew it or not, I was saying yes to the way of Jesus Christ. It was already real. I just hadn't realized it. To say yes to Jesus Christ is to say that we will turn our backs to the evil of the world, that we won't contribute to that. And in fact, we will fight against evil. Here, the Apostle Paul talks about it in terms of this present darkness. He talks about the devil, and that may not be the language you use, but maybe this will help. Evil is simply all that opposes the will of God. That's all it is. The things that oppose the will of God are evil. And the Apostle Paul reminds us it's not about people. There aren't some people who are totally evil and some that are not. We all have within us the desire to focus on ourselves instead of serving God. And so if we're going to be God's people in the world, we have to also be a people who fight against evil. And if you are like me, you wonder to yourself, who can possibly do that? Who can possibly do that well? Is there anyone? That's the same question that little church in Ephesus had a long time ago. They have been founded by Paul and he has loved them. Think of the first person who ever told you about the gospel. That's who Paul is to them. They love him, but Paul has continued his evangelistic work all over the empire. And they are left there. And in their own sinfulness, there has been infighting. There have been other preachers who have come and told them something that runs counter to the gospel. And they live in the Roman Empire where they are often on the bottom, friends, and where they are often persecuted for what they believe. And so Paul is telling them in this letter, stand firm against evil. And I imagine every person hearing that letter thinks, who can possibly do that? And then Paul gives them the answer. You can stand firm not because of who you are, but because of who God is. God has all of the power. And God will enable you to stand firm against the evil of the world. There's this great saying in 12-step groups, which is, I can't, God can, I think I'll let him. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? We cannot stand against evil on our own, but God can. And so the right use of our will is to let God work through us. Over and over again, to let God work through us. We are a people who should constantly discern what we think God's will is for our lives and the lives of all of those, the gathered body, and then we should work to carry that out. Always trying to be faithful. Who can stand against evil? I can't. God can. I think I will let him working through me. That's what you agreed to in your baptism, friend. 
That's what you agreed to. In this passage, Paul doesn't leave them with just stand firm. He tells them how they're going to do it. And he uses this imagery that they are very familiar with. He uses the imagery of the Roman soldier. Roman soldiers would have been everywhere in the empire. They knew exactly what he was talking about. And Paul says this, I want you to ground yourself in truth. The truth of who God is and the truth of what God wills for the world. And then I want you to hold this breastplate of righteousness. And that means you're going to carry it out as best as you can. We are to discern God's will and then make the choices of our lives according to that, not according to self. And then Paul says, you should also shore up your faith. Hold your faith at the center of who you are. Because having that faith in God and God's love, that builds you up to say no to the evil of the world also. But more than that, we're supposed to be people in the world who share peace. Peace. It was Jesus who said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave to you. We are to be a people in the world who offer peace and love and forgiveness. That is who we are to be. But then Paul reminds us that we also have the helmet of salvation. And that means that when we fail, we will be forgiven. Our salvation is secure. Because none of us will do it perfectly. And then finally he says, hold that sword, which is the very word of God. And the imagery for me is this simple truth, that the word of God cuts through all the noise and reminds us always what is important. This is who we are. This is how we fight the evil of the world. Those things that are so much bigger than one person, things like systemic and institutional poverty. This endless cycle of poverty that so many people are in, that's evil at work in the world, friends. And we are to serve and discern and work for a kingdom where that no longer exists. Systemic racism and injustice is a part of our world and it is evil, friends. And who can possibly end it? Not me, but God can. And so my job is to align my will as much as I can with God's will and to live that out in the world. The Apostle Paul wants to remind you and that church in Ephesus and everyone, do not domesticate the Lord God. The Lord God is strong and has all power and the Lord God can share that power with you if only you open yourself up to God's leading. There is no hopelessness. There is only infinite hope in God. So one of my favorite things about the early service is that Roy McCorkle lets me know what I may or may not have gotten right afterwards. I'm not lying. It is my favorite thing. But Roy knows a lot about history, and he told me that the hymn we're talking about today, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, was actually played on the ship 
at the end of World War II when the Atlantic Charter was signed. When we had defeated the greatest evil of the 20th century, when the war in Europe is over, when those world leaders sit down and signed that charter immediately after, the band played, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Because that war was not won by one person, but by those who were called according to God's purposes to care for people so far away that they didn't even know. God gave them that power, and God gives us that power still. One last thing. Remember always that this letter is written to a church. None of us is doing this alone. We are a community who supports one another, who can question one another about what God's will might be and how we can carry it out in strength in our lives. That is a great comfort. We are the community of faith. We have said yes to Jesus Christ. We say no to evil still because we have the strength and power of God. Amen.